You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The wonderful football Wednesday edition of You Better, You Better rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network, simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next 60 minutes. And what a 60 minutes it will be. Colin Wilson will join us in just a moment from Big Bets on Campus and the Action Network. And we will be talking with Colin about Conference Championship Weekend and the great sport of college football. Eric Eager will stop by in 20 minutes from Sumer Sports. Will Brinson in 40 minutes from CBS Sports, giving us NFL bets coming up for Week 13. 60 minutes from now, it'll be the Power Hour final hour of the show on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Other places as well, but Twitch is the one that we give out the most. Uh, bets of Steel in the National Hockey League. Best of the best are bets in the NBA. And golf bets coming up for the Hero World Challenge. But without further ado, let's get right into it and talk some college football. The penultimate set of rankings for the college football playoff coming out last night. Uh, kind of setting the stage for what should be an awesome weekend of college football coming up in a couple of days. And our friend Colin Wilson joins us now on a Wednesday to break it down, and we appreciate Colin uh, taking the time out today on Wednesday. Normally joins us later in the week, but we'll be traveling to the Pac-12 title game with Oregon and Washington. So we very much appreciate Colin taking time out of his schedule on a Wednesday to join us. He's on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled with two L's. Again, check out Big Bets on Campus and check out his work over at the Action Network. Colin? Great to have you back on the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Conference Championship Weekend in college football. Happy CM Punk return in WWE. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. I cannot believe hell froze over and CM Punk is back. But hey, I appreciate you guys getting me on early in the week since I'm traveling to the Pac-12 championship. Uh, got some financial decisions to make because I got a five-figure payout on Oregon and a six-figure payout on Washington if they win the national title. So once that college football playoff is announced on Sunday, I got some work to do. Well, let's let's talk about those decisions and what you might end up doing. And I'm going to guess maybe how you feel about this game on Friday night, the game that you'll be at, will kind of determine your course of action. Uh, one way, one way interest in this game so far opens like a touchdown, a little more than a touchdown, and people want Oregon. Want Oregon? Obviously, this is a rematch game of a game played at Washington that Washington won. But I think a lot of people exited that game almost honestly being more impressed with Oregon. Maybe maybe they should have won. They're going to be the better team if they ever meet again. I think you're seeing that interest reflected here, which is really interesting. And Washington's kind of struggled a little bit the last couple weeks some close games 66 and a half the total column nine and a half is Oregon uh they're favored by uh, uh, nine and a half points in the game what do you make of this I, I I'm guessing some of the financial decisions you make uh you know kind of depend <laughs> on what you think is gonna happen here right exactly and I do think Oregon is going to live up to the hype of the spread right now which says that they're going to blow them out I absolutely think that's going to happen. One thing I'll say about the total is I do like the under in this game. I think there's going to be more running than there was last time. And I think both head coaches know that if you want to keep the opposing quarterback off the field, you're going to have to run the ball. And Washington now has Dylan Johnson running like crazy. So I do like the under. Uh, I would stop at 65. Uh, as far as the game itself, everything is telling you that Oregon's going to blow this out, right? I mean, when you take a team that's undefeated, that beats somebody, 
and now weeks later they're still undefeated and they're on a neutral site and they're uh, you know they're they're down by 10 and the fact this number keeps going up tells you that odds makers can't find people to buy washington whatsoever i think this thing is going to continue to keep going up it gets to 10 it gets some buyback but that might not be enough here Oregon is absolutely going to roll. They've beaten everybody by four, by what, 11 to 14 points since the Washington game. Washington has struggled. Um, there, there's just too much going on here, especially Bo Nix from a Heisman perspective. I, I made this case on one of our shows over at Action Network. He makes no mistakes. I, I mean, I get it that Jaden Daniels has these unbelievable numbers, but Bo Nix has made zero mistakes this year. He's had like 460 dropbacks and three turnover-worthy plays. It's It's an amazing stat. So like let's just let's just like hit that point home here on the Heisman Trophy where you like Oregon in the game. Bo Nix is minus one eighty five at BetMGM to win the Heisman Trophy. Daniels plus one forty. Penix is plus sixteen hundred. I feel like and Ken talked about this on the show yesterday after the after the Athletic straw poll that maybe Penix can't win. Just like and Colin, I know that you vote. Just like your thought on how all of this like may play out. Like if Oregon wins, do you think that people are just gonna it just it's just Bo Nix and that's the end of it here for the Heisman Trophy without revealing Oregon, like what you're yeah. going to do, etc. If Oregon wins, Bo Nix is winning the Heisman. One of their money lines is better than the other. So I'll, I'll let everybody figure that out. <laughs> sure. Makes a, makes a lot of sense. And just just to hammer the second point home, just because Nick said it, and I kind of want you to say it too, like Washington wins, not, not enough support for Penix ever. This is a two-man race for sure. Because I do think some people think like, oh, undefeated Washington, like Penix is going to like has a shot. And then we, we kind of are getting some indications that, that, that that's not the case. He doesn't have the numbers. He doesn't really have the numbers that Jaden Daniels has, but it seems like he's completely fallen out of favor because he hasn't had a Heisman moment. Maybe Las Vegas can provide that Heisman moment. Maybe there's a drive he has to have to get himself into the playoff. That would certainly vault him up there. But would you rather have a Washington Moneyline ticket or a Michael Penix ticket? I guess it kind of depends on what the number is, which one you think is more realistic, because Washington could win this game, but you still have to deal with Jaden Daniels in the Heisman market. I, I, I love listening to Colin Wilson break down the great sport of college football. Colin, let's hit some of the other conference championship games. Let's go to the SEC, where Georgia has been bet out to almost like a six-point favorite against Alabama. At BetMGM, it's a juiced five-and-a-half, five-and-a-half minus 15 towards the Bulldogs. The total here is 54-and-a-half. Uh, what about the SEC championship game, uh, Colin, with Georgia and Bama? I, I, you're going to have to take Alabama with the points in this because this game is so evenly matched. Both of these defenses are tremendous in stopping the kind of run concepts both teams want to run, which is inside zone. When you look at their coverage rankings, like Alabama's second in the nation in PFF coverage. When you look at like cover one, cover three, quarters, neither quarterback has any kind of advantage. I can't find any kind of offensive advantage for either team, which is why I like the under in this game, but I haven't taken the full game under. I took the first quarter under in this game. Kirby Smart and Nick Saban have faced each other four times since 2018, either in the SEC championship game or faced each other in the national title game. The combined amount of points in those four games, 13 points in the first quarter. This game screams, we're going to come out trying to figure out what the other team is going to do. We're going to turn on the Jets late in the second quarter and let the scoring start there because that has been the script every time these two have met, whether it's an SEC championship or national title game. Give me Alabama, Georgia under 10 and a half in the first quarter, and you better believe I'll be live betting the over once they turn it on and they go away from the scripted plays that they have in the first couple of series. Colin, we can do the other power conference games in a second, but maybe do the playoff here just because I, I think there, look, there aren't 
they aren't all doomsday scenarios. There's a way this plays out where it's at least like you kind of think you know who would make it. But I feel like most of the doomsday scenarios start with what if Alabama wins this game? And like, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you do with Georgia? I think there's a lot of people who are just like, I don't even know who makes it, but you can't leave Georgia out. They've won two in a row. Like, you can't like do that. And then there's other people kind of like me who are like, all right, well, then tell me who's out. Like, then tell me who doesn't make it so they get the spot. And that doesn't really make a lot of sense either. If Alabama, like you say, you kind of Alabama and the points might end up being the bet in the game. If they win, and again, you need to know who wins the other games, like really realistic chance Georgia doesn't make it. How would you see that conversation playing out? Yeah, that is the weird one because I don't think the I don't the loser of the SEC championship game is not making the playoff. And, and I know that that's a scenario we're trying to get to. There's no way Georgia's going to be in this game if they lose to Alabama. They do not have the strength of schedule that some of these other teams do. This is the biggest game on their schedule. And if they can't win it, they won't be there. But that really does open up a Pandora's box because if Florida State wins, then you got to leave Texas out. But Texas beat Alabama. So I'm glad I'm not on the committee. If I was on the committee, I'd make a lot of changes. Like for once, putting an odds maker in the room and telling them what the point spreads would be and what the best would be for ratings instead of saying Florida State's undefeated. We should take their strength of schedule at 60th with their backup quarterback and definitely put them in the playoff. We've seen that before years ago with Michigan State getting blown out by, what, 60? No one wants to see that. Washington, I, I, we, no one wants to see that. So um, if Georgia loses, they're not in, though. Absolutely. You better you bet with Nick and I'm Ken sure. here on a Wednesday. Georgia loses. They're not in. The, they're not in the playoff. Which is which is crazy to think that that could be the case for the reigning two-time defending national champions. Colin Wilson is with us here on You Better You Bet on Twitter at underscore Colin One. Colin spelled with two L's. Big bets on campus is the podcast. Check out his written work at the Action Network. Uh, ACC title game. Let's go with Florida State here. The Knowles look like they might get bet out to a three-point favorite in this game. It's two and a half minus fifteen against Louisville. Just lost to Kentucky, obviously. Total is forty-seven and a half. So, like, mm. what do you think happens in the game? Like, what's your bet for Florida State and Louisville if Florida State loses? is also and like the favorites hold serve in the other conference title games who do you think the fourth team is going to be in the playoff well the bet in this game is the under i mean it's taken massive hit since it was released on sunday so i would still say take under 47 and a half i think that's going to go down just a little bit more uh and then as far as the side goes it's been all louisville to this point down to two and a half louisville for me is the side that i think they are absolutely going to upset florida state knock them out of the playoff and there just isn't enough there from an offensive perspective you look how limited they were in the passing game to to some of the best explosive weapons that you have in college football with keon colvin and tate rodmaker is just not going to be able to pull that off louisville is going to get the job done here they're going to bounce them out and yes we're going to make history no team from the seventh slot has been able to jump up into the playoff texas is going to be able to do that with a loss by florida state here so just to emphasize that, Colin, like, again, like playing out the favorites, I and mean, it doesn't even have to be favorites, just Michigan, Georgia, winner of Pac-12 title game, Texas, that would be like your four-team playoff if Florida State were to get upset. That would be the most beautiful four-team playoff I've ever seen. <laughs> if you if you, if you you got that four-team, I mean, that's like a really likely situation. It's basically you just need one coin flip game, the ACC, to go a certain way. Okay, right. like if, if it's... If it's Michigan, Georgia, I mean, well, and we could do the seeds too. Like Georgia would be the one, Michigan would be the two. They would play Oregon, which is an insane game, and then Georgia would play Florida State. And I talked about this in the first hour column. Like whoever gets the one is like a big deal this year if Florida State makes it because you're going to win. You're going to beat Florida State yeah. in the semi. Yeah. You're going to walk to the final. 
what would you want to do with those guys? I saw your projected point spreads. What would you want to do in those games? You are you already said it. There is a master plan. Like if Florida State wins and they're going to the playoff, what is the master plan? The second that spread comes out against Georgia, you're hitting Georgia because that number is going to get inflated and run probably seven points, maybe 10 points by the time they kick a month later. You're telling me you're going to give me the SEC champion at full strength with those speeches that Kirby Smart likes to give, trying to convince them that they're underdogs against Florida State. Florida State would be in a lot of trouble against Georgia. I project the spread to be 14. I think it would open 16 and a half. I think it would close probably 19 and a half, 20. You just, if Florida State ends up in the playoff, you're taking the first number against them that opens up on Sunday. What if Florida State loses and Texas is the fourth team and plays Georgia? What would you want to do then? Well, I'm going to sit back and smoke a cigar. I got a national title future on Texas, Oregon, oh, okay. and, uh, and Alabama. So I, I, I might sit back. No, I, Texas's defensive front seven can wreck anybody. And I think that's really important against a, a Georgia offense that really hasn't been tested by a defensive front like Texas. Texas certainly, to me, is the wild card. Their defensive front seven has stopped everybody. They can stop every run scheme that you throw at them. There is no team left in the playoff that has a good enough offense that's going to be able to survive this Texas front seven. So if the Longhorns get in, look out. Colin, maybe in like 30 seconds here, we'll do like kind of we'll wrap all the other conferences together after this. Do you do you like Texas in this game against Oklahoma State? Like it probably deserves its time. It's a, it's a power conference title game. They're 15, 15 and a half uh, with a total in the mid 50s in about 30 seconds. Yeah, I ended up writing a thousand words on it, but it only needed two sentences. Texas needs style. <laughs> Texas needs style points at eleven o'clock in the morning. It's an eleven a.m. local kick. They need style points, and they accidentally they were screwing around against Texas Tech and put up fifty points. So fifty-seven points. They're going to screw around here against Oklahoma State. And they're going to put up fifty points in this game. Why? Because it's like six hours before the ACC championship. They need those style points. Absolutely love it. And Colin, the well, last one for you. Uh, team, team total, total. yeah, for, team te- total. for Texas against Oklahoma State. Um, any thoughts on Michigan and Iowa? Michigan Michigan is like a 23-point favorite, and the total in the game is like 24, which I find to be very interesting. It's not 24, but it's like somewhat close to it. Um, anything with the Big Ten title game and anything else for conference championship weekend here at about 30 to 45 seconds to close? Uh, my totals are completely math-dependent. They're based on red zone, finishing drives, pace. I haven't been able to nail an Iowa total yet. I mean, these Iowa totals that are running around in the 20s are just – they break every single mathematical model. That being said – I want the over. I mean, I see a 34 and a half out there right now. There's a part of me that thinks that Jim Harbaugh, who has been just preaching the Bible in the locker room, is not going to lay anyone, you know, aside and let them get away with this. I think he's going to try to beat everybody by 40, even if it's the Big Ten championship game against Kirk. So I like that. Upset in the G5, I like Appalachian State to beat out Troy outright. And uh, that get in the Big Ten going to be played in a dome also. Point Fest with Michigan and Iowa, absolutely love it. A little, little jealous of Colin going to this Pac-12 title game. That's that that's pretty fun. And some of the futures he's got as well, my friend. We sincerely appreciate you taking the time on a Wednesday earlier in the week than usual to join us. Um, Colin's been coming on our show for years. Uh, you got to check out his show, especially like this time of year. This is his, his time along with Brett McMurphy and Stucky. Big bets on campus and uh, his written work over at the Action Network on Twitter at underscore Colin One. Colin spelled, of course, with two L's. My friend, we appreciate it. Safe travels. Best of luck with the bets. And we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Talking the great sport of college football. Thanks for having me, guys. Our pal, the great. This is, yeah, it's the best. Yo, like CM Punk, the best in the world. You absolutely love it. Right, nice. I uh, I agree with him. I got, he he thinks Georgia's out. If they lose, like they're just not getting in if, if the chalk holds. I agree. Uh, me too. Uh, like I, I said this earlier in the week, like 
how does Michigan win the national championship? Like, how do they actually do it? Like, maybe they do it because Georgia doesn't make it. Maybe, like, that's how they do it. And then, they, you know, they still have to beat Oregon. But, like, obviously you would remove a huge, huge obstacle. Sounds, sounds like Ken, maybe you uh... Alabama fan oh, coming up this yeah, weekend. Yeah, roll tide. I'm going to be waving game. that <laughs> stupid thing that they all wave the wands, whatever. I'm doing that too. <laughs> no, expel Ramias. On the other side, Eric Eager gives us NFL bets for the weekend. We're down at four. Jones under pressure from Simmons. Picked wow. off. Isaiah Simmons was in the face of Mac Jones. And Bobby O'Karake brings it back for the Giants. Finally brought down. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. King Kenny Albert on the call. Mac Jones, not good. Bailey Zappi, a.k.a. Some, one of our listeners like tweeted me like after yesterday we did He's a Slap, like, you really missed an opportunity with uh, Bailey Slappy. So, yes. It's true. Yes, I did. I, I, I did miss that opportunity. take the L on that one. Just like they're going to take an L every game the rest of the season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah most likely. Well, maybe not this week against uh, the zombie Chargers here with Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley. We'll talk the old with, zombie I, Chargers. I, I don't know why. What they, like the they, do they say brains? Because they they're they looking for them. Their coach doesn't have any brains. Is that what they run around doing? It's like analytics, fourth down. Punting. What do we do? Uh, Eric Eager will join us in just a moment to talk the Pats and Chargers and the rest of the slate coming up in week 13. Will Brinson will join us in 20 minutes, our friend from CBS Sports. We look forward to that. Power Hour, final hour, 40 minutes from now. We'll feature all our bets for tonight. But joining us right now is the aforementioned, the great Eric Eager, one of my favorite follows on Twitter when it comes to the National Football League. Like, love his content, at Eric Eager underscore. He does awesome work for our friends, at Sumer Sports, including as the co-host of the Sumer Sports football show, Sumer spelled S-U-M-E-R, and his co-host is former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, a Tim Scanlon client. Eric, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 13, bleh, happy week 13 in the NFL to you and yours. Hope you and the family had a great Thanksgiving. Nick, Ken, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on, and I, I can't wait to talk some football. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we start there? Because because of course we have to start with this game. But we we played the cut out of break, so like we actually kind of have to start with this game. Chargers and Patriots, and I know you have a bet in this game because we were told that you have a bet in this game. We spent a bunch of time talking about it this week because I, I think Nick every day of the week Nick basically like attempts to talk himself into clicking the button on betting the Patriots not just to cover but to potentially win the game against the Chargers. It feels like he's kind of gaining confidence in making that bet as the week goes on. Can you can you give him any more confidence in that department? What do you like in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think plus six, um, you know, was or is the sharp side. You're seeing some, I think, money uh, going in there. Uh, the, the bet I do like, though, and this is I, – I was pretty uh, maybe snarky about it when I was on the hammer today, which is – I like under 41 in this game. I, I look at the Patriots the last couple of games. They've given Ramondre Stevenson a bunch of touches. He's gotten over 80 yards in both of these games the last two weeks. Uh, actually, 80 yards in at least three straight games running the football. Um, and, you know, the Chargers are just enough of a sieve in the run game where that might have some success. And, you know, in, in games in the 2023 NFL season, what you're really looking for with unders are games played between the 40s and I think the Chargers are just good enough offensively to play the game between the 40s against this New England defense. I think New England is going to find enough success, and they're going to stick with the ground game long enough to play the game between the 40s. And uh, I just see this thing getting to midfield a few times, punts, get to midfield a few times, punts. And, and, and I just I think under here, and 
you know, that's going to play, I think, a little bit to Nick's like of the New England Patriots here as well, just because, you know, if, the, if this game lands beneath that number, I think it's uh, yeah, obviously increasingly likely uh, that the game will go under the total as well. What a, what a disgusting football game with the Patriots and the Chargers, but hopefully <laughs> one we can profit on Sunday in Foxborough. Eric, I guess, like, let, let's start here, and I know we, we technically started on Sunday. Let's go back to Thursday, and then we'll go to Sunday again. I like, feel like there's like a time paradox. Uh, with the Cowboys and the Seahawks, good Thursday night game, we think. Uh, Dallas, a nine-point home favorite, 47-and-a-half. Is this hashtag doomsday for Seattle? Do you think the Seahawks can keep this game close, and then we'll go back to Sunday's slate of games? Yeah, this one's a little weird, right? The look-ahead line was six and a half, which is clearly wrong, you know. And, and, and you know, both teams played last Thursday, so it, it, there's not going to be different rest differential for the teams. And so we saw everybody play last Thursday, and the number moves out two and a half points. Um, I think, if anything, now you have to think about Seattle uh, at this number. Um, but it, it, there's a lot of things that don't make me like Seattle at this number. For one, Geno Smith uh, has been good, not great this year. Uh, has put the ball in harm's way at times, uh, and Dallas is the best team at turning uh, turning interceptions into touchdowns. They have five by Deron Bland himself uh, this season. Um, I think the pass rush, you know, against that Seattle offensive line, it's really not gotten it going at all this year. Uh, I think will be a mismatch. So I agree with the number move along, you know, from the look ahead. I don't know if I agree with the magnitude of it all the way out to nine, um, but it's going to be hard for me to take Seattle. Uh, unless this thing gets out to 10 just because of the way that, you know, the the percentages work out for me. Eric, I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of the conversation this week about, like, what a high level Dak Prescott's playing at. You know, like uh, Pro Football Focus tweeted out a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, like a, a lot of prominent NFL media have been, like, tweeting about, like, just how good he's been. And the pushback, obviously, is like, well, he hasn't he really played a lot of teams, hasn't really played a lot of uh, of strong opponents. And when they did play Philadelphia and San Francisco, they lost. His MVP price has really plummeted the last couple of weeks as a result of him playing very well, uh, where he's, you know, five to six to one in the market right now, basically. And Jalen Hurts, like, less than a two to one favorite after they have like these two resounding well not resounding but two big wins in a row over big time opponents how would you kind of handicap mvp right now like i know you know like i kind of went in on analytics earlier in the week and i meant what i said but just you know i think this is going to develop into a debate over like a guy who wins a lot and a guy who has like really good underlying metrics and that might be deck how would you handicap that race right now yeah by the way i listened to that i was a little interested i i it's funny as an analytics person I still do – I believe – I do believe that quarterback wins, uh, they're not the first stat I look at. They're maybe not the fifth stat I look at, but they're a stat I look at. I, I do think you, you – the quarterback you. is management. Thank you for that. <laughs> and I, I think that, like I said, you're management if you're a quarterback. So if you, if you, don't, uh, if you don't win, uh, especially if you're one of these guys that makes all that money like Dak and Hurts and all those guys, uh, I think you do deserve a little bit of the a little bit of the blame, and if you do win, especially the way that a guy like Jalen Hurts wins, I do think you do deserve some of the credit. Um, with respect to this, though, the Cowboys win, right? Like we're talking about a team that's won, tw- and I know Dak wasn't a part of every one of these games, but they're a team that's won 12 games consecutive years. They're probably going to win 12 or more this year. Um, I know Dak has had a tough, he had, you know, tough games against some of the better teams in the NFL at times. But he's still winning football games. He just hasn't won as many as Hurts. And, you know, they still got the rematch in Dallas. Um, I, you know, to, to back up, you know, and talk about the analytics a little bit, I did like Josh Allen. But at this point, like, you can't bet him anymore because they're 6-6. Six and six. 
And, you know, even though if they do win out, they'll go to 11-6, and six, and it will be against a tough schedule. They will have beaten the Chiefs and the Dolphins and teams like that. I think he's out of it for the exact reason you're talking about. No one's going to give the MVP to a quarterback of a team that wins 11 games, unfortunately. So I think Dak's a good bet. I think, I think Jalen Hurts is the favorite. I don't think he's bettable at this point. It's funny, though, everybody that talks about uh, Hurts as being, uh, you know, a favorite uh, and, and that somehow being different. Remember, two weeks, you know, if you look at like 50 weeks ago, right, so two weeks later into the season last year after Patrick Mahomes threw – three interceptions against Denver uh, Hertz was minus 150 at pinnacle sports to be the MVP. And that didn't work out. So I think what the market reflects right now is that there isn't a great candidate for MVP. Jalen Hertz is the best of kind of a mediocre bunch. And there, the market's kind of waiting for somebody like Patrick Mahomes, for example, to come on and, and be the player that we all thought he was going to be. And so for that reason, even though I think Hertz is amazing and I, I'm a really, I have a ton of respect for the Eagles. I, I don't think Hurts is a great bet right now, even though he is the favorite. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday. Uh, Eric Eager is our guest from Sumer Sports. He's on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. We'll get back to the games in a second. Just for uh, just for bleeps and giggles here, and like, you know, intelligent minds can disagree and be respectful. Just curious your opinion here. I know you said you wouldn't bet Josh Allen. You don't think like he would win at this point because the Bills can only win a maximum of 11 games. Do you think that Josh Allen is the most valuable player in the NFL in the year of our Lord, 2023? No, Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player in the NFL. And I think the only reason we don't, we, we're not going to give him the award right now is we haven't, is, is we haven't seen how bad it, like we haven't seen how bad it could be without him in Kansas city uh, this year. So um, no. And that, that's the hard part is like, there's the, the most valuable player is sort of more of an inherent thing to me. And Patrick Mahomes is clearly the most valuable player in the NFL who's played the best at the quarterback position is Josh Allen. Now that does it, but to what you guys said yesterday, and I agree winners win awards. And so even though you like flags fly forever, I didn't want the Rams to win the Super Bowl two years ago. I thought they were a fraud, but they won the Super Bowl. So I got to shut my ass up, right? That's how it works, right? And so (laughs) even though I think Josh Allen has played the best this year, EPA, you know, is a stat that is not necessarily a quarterback stat, but it's it's directionally correct. I think Allen has played the best out of all the quarterbacks this year, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's that's not a part of this discussion. You know, he's not going to win the MVP because his team can't win games. And so uh, it's a very interesting discussion. Also, he shouldn't win MVP because his team couldn't hold the lead against the Chiefs in the divisional round, and we would have the Bills win the Super Bowl and not the Rams. Another reason why he shouldn't oh, win yeah. MVP. And then you wouldn't have Josh had to Allen. shut your ass up, as you as you so eloquently put it. You could just you could take a victory lap because maybe the Bills, maybe the Bills would have won a Super Bowl. I actually, I, I do, I do want to not. This can fold into a game that's taking place this weekend. I, I see, I see everything written about Dak Prescott. It makes me happy. I bet a ton of money on Dak to win MVP several weeks ago. So like, this is all making me very happy at the same time when we like expand out, like whether it's an EPA conversation or just like who's played really well this year, like Brock Purdy is also kind of a part. Like if you like, it's almost like, well, if you like Dak, don't you also have to acknowledge that Brock Purdy is playing really well and like they get the Eagles this week and Dak gets the Eagles next week. Is it Eric? Is it maybe like who beats the Eagles? Is that the quarterback that ends up maybe maybe getting the MVP. Purdy, obviously, a much longer price right now. Good question. That's where I think you have to fold in. Now, there are ways to account for this mathematically, and I just don't think in the public space people are doing it that much. We at Sumer Sports, like, we do a lot of coaching analysis because we help teams hire coaches and stuff. So 
to me, it's just like it's the difference between Mike McCarthy and Kyle Shanahan is the difference between Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott, all, all else being equal. So I think Purdy's a lot better than the average, like, you know, hipster football person believes. But I also don't think he's the MVP, if that makes sense, right? Like, I think, I think Dak's much more the MVP because you can kind of tease out the effect of coaching. And while I think Mike McCarthy is a decent coach, I think Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. And so I'm just going to strip off a little bit of my opinion of Purdy. Not a ton. I think he's still pretty good. But, um, but I, I do think Purdy is, should be in the conversation because he plays quarterback. And quarterback's the most valuable, valuable position in the league. And he's playing it at a high level. I just think that after you adjust for coaching, Dak is still more impressive. Who do you think wins in Philadelphia on Sunday, the Niners or the Eagles? The, the Niners match up really well. The Eagles do a really cool job of, like, moneyballing the NFL, but that leaves leaks some places. And one of the leaks for them is linebacker. So they have Nicholas Morrow, uh, Cunningham, Zach Cunningham. Um, and, and I just don't think against that offense you can be all that successful defensively if your linebackers aren't kind of above average. And that's a linebacker core that can win 12 games, but I don't necessarily know if it can win the game against an elite offense like the Niners and how they put linebackers in a blender. So uh, I don't make it three, but I, but I, I, I also am not going to rush to take Philadelphia given the fact that I think there is a significant mismatch in this game and, and the NFL games are all about mismatches. Eric, we only have a, a couple minutes left. I, honestly, and I, I appreciate what you said about MVP and appreciate what you said about, like, you, you know, you work with data all the time, but you are, like, cognizant of the fact that wins for quarterbacks, like, can, can also be better. So I appreciate you saying that. also appreciate that you listened to our argument and made that made that segment way, way, way better when you came on just now to give your response. Do you, do you have any other bets that you like for this weekend? We didn't save you a ton of time here. We got, like, 90 seconds here. Anything else Sunday that you like? Uh, I like Jets getting three against the Falcons, but I liked the Jets last week, and I got screwed by the Hail Mary at the end of the first half. Um, that's one where you watch the you watch the Falcons, and like you you watch and you wonder how the heck Desmond Ritter won that game to the point about wins, you know, for quarterbacks. Um, but uh, that that's one where I think the Jets defense will do a pretty good job, and as long as Tim Boyle can get the thing on the green, I think that they'll, they'll be okay there. Uh, I like. Uh, yeah, th- th- that's that's kind of my favorite one, the under. Um, you know, now you're starting to get to a buy price on New Orleans at home against Detroit as well at four and a half. Uh, I, you know, I know Detroit's coming off of rest, but those are two uh, that I like as well. Eric, we appreciate it, man. This was awesome. Like, always really thoughtful conversation. And for people out there that are not familiar with Eric's work, uh, I would encourage everyone to follow him on Twitter. Like, really thoughtful, excellent NFL analysis from our friend Eric Eager, at Eric Eager underscore. And his work at Sumer Sports is awesome. And I would encourage people to check out the Sumer Sports football show with Eric and former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov. Eric, we sincerely appreciate it. Great stuff on the games. Great stuff on NFL Most Valuable Player. Stay well. Enjoy the games this weekend. Good luck with the bets. And we'll talk to you next week week nick can take care fellas uh you're the best take care we are you're right he's awesome and like and look like, like this I, is where i heard we can all disagree and, I'm like, and be, and be I'm really like, respectful oh, no. right it was great no <laughs> yeah. he's, he's cool yeah. he gets it you know oh he totally gets it. well he he acknowledges it like that's what i want i want that balance yeah i like analytics too also like we can't give the mvp to a guy who's you know seven and ten <laughs> like also we can't do that just because you made up a number there, because there are really like there are people that I like that I follow on Twitter who like were tweeting some outrageous stuff like on Monday yes. morning, 
Like, guys, like, yeah. I, I, I get it. Like, I have Josh Allen on my fantasy teams. Like, he scores 40 points every week. Also, like, He's his awesome. real-life team never wins. Like, they don't win. Right. All right, on the other side, we'll get some NFL bets for Week 13 with our friend Will Brinson from CBS Sports. Nick and Ken, you better, you bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Broncos country, let's win comeback player of the year. Can we get that trending on Twitter? And, and coach. Let's ride. There's yeah, a big, big conversation in the in the Denver media market today on the, their sports radio about Sean Payton, coach of the year. Like big, like long conversation today about it. So Did I'm trying to start it? to get some momentum here. No, I got sent it by somebody. The guy clipped it off. So who who was, hosted? Uh, who who are the hosts? I won't remember. That. Like, I don't like, know. My, like 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 Ed, Ma- Ed Mile High Jim, <laughs> right? Yeah, Mile so High Jim and like and like Invesco Ivan. <laughs> Invesco Ivan's pretty good. My, why wasn't Mile High Jim alliterated? Why was it Mile High Jim? Well, I was gonna say like Mile High Mac, but I was like, is Mile High Mac like a like a porn star or something? Like I don't know where that name. Or is like, his name Miles? And it's like Miles High. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> Kevin Googler, courtesy of the highlight. Just like like one time, Russ. One time, Sean Payton. Let Broncos country. Let's do it. Kevin Kugler on the call this past weekend. Russell Wilson with the touchdown. Broncos won five straight games. Now travel to Houston to take on C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Will Brinson from CBS Sports will join us in just a second to talk about that game. We'll ask him about Frank Reich getting fired by Will's favorite owner, David Tepper, and the Panthers this weekend. But want to remind our live audience watching on Stadium right now, our final segment for the day on Stadium. If you want to check out the final hour, the power hour of the show, I would encourage doing so. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL coming up in about 10 minutes. Twitch TV backslash BetQL to catch the final 60 minutes of You Better You Bet on this Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, we welcome Will Brinson to the show. Hashtag Will Wednesdays. Will on Twitter at Will Brinson. Uh, you can read his work at CBSSports.com. You can listen to his NFL podcast, the Pick 6 podcast courtesy of CBS Sports. You watch him on CBS Sports HQ and on CBS Sports Network. The Thursday Picks Challenge with our pal Jonathan Coachman from Sportsline is absolute must-watch television. Will, welcome back to the show. Uh, Nick and Ken, Happy Week 13 to you and yours. Hope you and the family had a great Thanksgiving. How's it going? Likewise, guys. Um, thanks for having me back, as always. Will won Wednesday. I mean, shout out to the people watching on Stadium. You can see this incredible hair, this fantastic wine. Uh, and, um, you know, the reason I'm wearing this button down and I have my hair done, and the reason I had to bump my usual segment from 440 to 540 is because we had to record the uh, the Coach Pickham segment earlier. And I, I bumped this show Ooh. for Coach. That's how important it is. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. It's my job that I, that I get paid. Well, like they, uh, they, they, they pay you and you do this out of the kindness of your heart. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. I do. I usually, I really only do this show as an excuse to start drinking 20 minutes earlier than I normally would on a Wednesday. Um, the, uh, uh, by, the, by the way, I do, do we do, do we do this show last Wednesday? Do you guys just, no. are you guys off? Wow. You guys yes. just take off Wednesday before Thanksgiving, huh? That's a we heck of a, we weren't off. We did the show Wednesday. We did oh, the show Wednesday. Yeah. I think we thought. Yeah. I think we were trying to give you like one week off because we have yeah. you on like literally every week, and you and we don't pay you. <laughs> so I think that's yeah, kind well, of what we were I would have. I would have. I would have <laughs> happily done it. Although I will say that my Thanksgiving picks. By the way, so the, and this is like the ultimate. Like I think it's hilarious how, um, like this is the betting space where like I went thirteen two and one against the spread last week. It's like all oh, the favorites covered. You're a loser. It's like what? right. I still, I still you win and you're the, dumb like, somehow. 
yeah, yeah. it's like this donkey went 13 2 and 1. I'm like, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I looked at the lines, it felt like a bunch of the favorites could have covered. So I took all the favorites. Like, I, I don't I don't know what you want from me. Well, wait, what were we gonna speak about Tim Boyle? Like, what was what was the other what yeah. was the alternative in this situation? Right. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna take Sam Sack Sam Sack Howell? Which also could be a porn star, I suppose. Uh, by the way, does Mile High Mac? Does he only like his his porns are only filmed in airplanes? Is that like how it works? Like he's like 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 his his, his like a his hot adult. air balloon. Yeah, a good year oh, blimp. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. pretty good. Ooh. Yeah, do you know what they, what they call good. that? A sponsorship opportunity. Yeah. Why? Uh, well, so usually usually I'm sitting down when we figure out like the audio clip that we're gonna play coming back from break. So I sit down and it's like 30 seconds before we come back and you're swearing about something and we come back from break with uh with Russell Wilson <laughs> and I'm like, does he have do you, you you have a bet in the Broncos tech, or you just want to talk about Russell Wilson? One of, one of the two. Do you have a bet in Broncos Texans? No, Texans no, no, about I was, three asked, I was asked like I just sort of like ask. I think uh, I like the Titans this week, but I also like the uh, I like the Broncos this week is like one of my best bets. I think it. I, let me ask you this: this is this is sort of like a, and I'm curious just what you guys think about this. But like you know, it used to be there, like literally used to be games where because of like how small the legal betting market was you would sometimes see like a three and a half out there and you could tell that it was like sort of like a trick like by you know you know what i mean like this is like we're talking like 10 years ago i don't feel like that doesn't like that doesn't apply anymore like that like the hook like they're not trying to get you to take the broncos anymore is that even was that even a thing is that even a thing you know what i mean like i I just want to make sure what so you're arguing that like 10 years ago so this would have been like 2013 10 years, that'd be yeah. exactly 10 years ago. In 2013, I'm getting there. I'm figuring it out. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it was more trap math. So 10 years ago, there was a, a there were sports books where you felt like if a team was favored by three and a half, that there was like something not on the level about the way that the, the market was dealt and that like there You're- was a side that like had they were, that they were trying to was, trap you they were trying they were to trapping yeah, you trying to you were like getting even out the action by putting it in a certain number on a on a, on a, on a spread that they knew the public would want to bet the favorite on so they made it three and a half knowing it would probably land three or knowing the game is like you it's power rated at three or whatever it is and like you make it three and a half because you want to even out the action like i, I mean don't, i mean that was a thing right maybe it was just something you, we talked do you about do you think that and you don't think those numbers still exist right you don't think that still happens i don't think there is i don't think there is I mean, I think the, I think the key numbers matter, obviously, but I think the key numbers have changed too with two point conversions and like coaches going forward on fourth down and all the different stuff they do and like the way analytics have factored in. So, I, like, I don't think, but I mean, like, I mean, obviously, I would prefer the three and a half to the three here. I'm just saying, like, right. like is this a, is this a game where you think the, the public's going to look at it and be like, hmm, Houston's like, uh, if it, like honestly, it were two and a half, I feel like people just- would pound the Texans. What I would tell you is like 10 years ago, you used to think this was like a big time thing. And now you're kind of like, I don't think it's a thing anymore. I think you just yeah. got way smarter. I think that's what happened, honestly. Okay. All right. It's all that happened. I think you're, I think you're just better now. I think, I think you yeah. look now and you're just like, well, that used to, well, maybe I'm, I don't think it used to be a thing, but the good news is like you grew out of a bad habit, I think. So three, do you or, need three and a half to bet Denver? Do you think Denver's live to win the game? Like what? I think Denver's going to win the game. I mean, the turnovers are a little fluky. They're plus 16 turnover differential the last, like five games, I think, but the de- the defense is substantially better since that seventy double burger got dropped on them by Miami. Um, they've been playing good football. R- Russell, I mean, it's just yeah, forty burgers a burger, but fifty burgers a burger, seventy burgers a double cheeseburger. Um, they you know they've been playing good football. Russell is, it's like Sean Payton's kind of like maneuvered Russell, like he's like out of the trash can and he's sort of like sitting on the edge of the trash can. 
and he's playing like medium football. He's still checking it down a ton, but he's taking a couple of shots down the field. I think the offense still looks slow and, and, and they're not, they're pretty methodical. The, the total is kind of high. Um, I, I just think the defense is better than Houston's defense right now. And by the way, this is a de facto like AFC wildcard play in game. I mean, the, the, the percentages, the playoff percentages are wild for this one. It's like Denver goes up to 50% to get in if they win and, the Texans are down to like 25% or something, and, and they're up to 70% if they win. Just a massive game from, from a playoff perspective. So if, if with those stakes and these two teams with their relative strengths and weaknesses, if you're going to be the, like the full three and a half, I want Denver for sure, and I think they, they can win the game. You better. You bet with Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday, getting bets for Week 13 in the NFL with our friend Will Brinson from CBS Sports on Twitter at Will Brinson. Will, you said you like the Titans. Do you think that these sports books are trying to trap us here by only having Indianapolis as a <laughs> one-point favorite on the road here at Tennessee? You're again. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I think that. I think that. Um, I've got. Aren't you being again on purpose? Yes. Um, but, yeah, well, I, I mean, you so. brought it up. He's yeah. I, didn't I, get I, that. I have to be honest. I can't believe that. Like that, you actually asked that question because I don't think that yeah. you actually believe that. I can't like, believe like that in you 2013. Said that. Like in 2013, like we Maybe didn't like have 2013, like, cars or like 2003. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Right. I I mean, dude, the, the betting. Well, that would be 20 the, years the, ago. Right. Well, okay. Look. Um, well, yeah, 12, 10, 20 years ago, whatever you want to do, 15, I don't care. I'm old as hell, man. Like, well, the like, betting space has evolved pretty quickly. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. like, it's, not, it's not the same thing. Oh, also, I do. don't think it was a thing 20 years ago. But, like, I don't know, okay. like, at the Stardust in 1981, did they ever do that? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, well, maybe maybe here's a better way to explain it. The key numbers have changed, and they matter less. Like, I think – I mean, don't you think that's true? I – uh I haven't run it in a while. Whether like three and seven landed exactly the same rate, they still landed like a pretty high rate. But you're yeah, but you're right. Course. What you're but, saying is correct. Like the yeah. the extra point distance move back is like a huge deal because now you have missed extra points. Like that that part of it, I'm in. But that was like the second part of the argument. And I, the guess, first part I guess, was I guess like maybe maybe a different way of putting it. Maybe yeah. a different way to putting it is like it's like the the ability to shop around is just wildly different than what it was. Well, there's you no know, question. So you about just that. Have, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just have, you just have, you just have. I mean, that's that's sort of my larger point. Anyway, Nick's being a dick about it, but uh, can I? I'm sorry, I don't know if I can say that. No, I think, um, I think, I think, I think we're okay. Yeah, okay, I think we're okay, buddy. Uh, anyway, I don't think it's a trap situation. I think it's an obvious that people don't like the Titans. People want to fade the Titans. The Colts have won several games in a row. Shane Steichen's a good coach. Uh, Gardner Minshew is playing some decent football. Uh, still likes to turn the ball over. And uh, I, look, I want Mike Vrabel at home as a dog in a divisional game. It's pretty simple as that. Mike Vrabel's still a really, really underrated coach. Uh, we saw Derrick Henry, you know, against the Panthers, scored twice. One of them got gifted to him because the Panthers are a trash football team. And the, like, but I think this is a case where late in the season, Titans are just sort of fighting for something, not going to just roll over and die because a Vrabel team won't do that. And I think we, I just have a gut feeling about a Derrick, a big Derrick Henry game when nobody's expecting it. Uh, let's close here, Will, with your team, the Carolina Panthers, firing Frank Reich this week. And, like, obviously the owner is, like, a moron. Like, he's not a moron. He's a billionaire moron. But whatever. Not not doing a good job running the team. Carolina finds itself a five. May, maybe this is, like, sports books trying to get you to bet Tampa, the number under six, so we bet Carolina double cross. Oh, you're not going to let this what go, do, are do, you? This is the dead cat bounce game. Everybody knows this. Well, what, what, is the is, sports is that, that what this is? Yeah. Don't Nick, I will I will believe me, I will go back and dig up some clips of Nick on the Pick Six podcast with me ten years ago saying some really was, stupid I, things I was, about I was sports books. And like, I will send I it to the producers like of this ago. show. I, I, and will, you I'm not I will, I will pretend put, to be smart. 
So that's all. I good. will create a I will create a Twitter account dedicated to posting oh. clips of you saying stupid things about sports betting. Just like just in my free time, if you aren't, won't watch yourself here, Costas. Um, I'm just kidding. That's I wouldn't do that. I'm not. Too I, well, to do that. well, to be to be fair, like Will's right. Over the years, I have said many, many stupid things. He's 100 percent right about that. Now, who are you betting in the Panthers and Bucks game in like 15 seconds? Oh, dead cat bounce game. Interim coach, you get the juices going. Classic Brinson spot here. Love it, dead cat bounce. <laughs> the classic. The, we've got the classic Brinson, Brinson spot. The Brinson they've, they've been doing spot. that since like 2003. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you for people that haven't been watching this, like watching the uh, the video of this. I gotta give him credit. His hair does look majestic. It does look great. Uh, he's on Twitter Wine at Will Brinson. Delicious. CBS Sports Network, CBS Sports HQ, and .com. Pick 6 Podcast, my friend. Best of luck with the bets this weekend. We will talk to you next week. And uh, if you're watching us on Stadium right now and you want to check out the final hour of the show, head on over right now. Twitch.tv backslash. Okay, bye.